Good, beautiful, motherfucking morning to all you sexy-ass motherfucking people. Alright, today I have a special guest. We are doing a Zoom call with my brother, McGeezy Eagle Osterman in Michigan. McGeezy is a Ojibwe word, and it means eagle. What Did you ever figure out what the Cherokee or Apache words were for eagle, by chance? Wow, that's a great question. I think maybe I did it one time. Don't forget, Dan is in there as well. I yes, Dan. Dan Daniel, Osterman. Actually, Daniel. 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 Oh, he's getting specific now. <laughs> I love it. You know, going with the name. It's funny that you bring that up because my entire life, prior to actually being called Bear, um, people, my name is Stephen, and immediately people go, Steve. How you doing, Steve? And it never bothered, I mean, I never corrected it, but it always bothered me. And it come from my mom. My mom named me Stephen. That's it. Or at least this was her story anyway. And she hated it because people could shorten it. And of course, that's my responsibility. And I've always been, and I don't know where it come from, whether it was, you know, an upbringing, I heard it, watched it on a movie, whatever. But I truly believe that upon an introduction, so for example, if I'm going to be meeting you, hi, my name's Bear, how are you? I will call, or not me, but I will call you exactly what you tell me your name is. So if, for example, your name is Daniel. If you say, hi, my name's Dan, I'm going to immediately call you, start calling you Dan. But if you call yourself, hi, my name's Daniel, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You are Daniel. That's it. I don't care if we're brothers, we're buddies, whatever the case may be, how our relationship grows, you will never be Dan. Unless, of course, it's, you know, conversed or expressed otherwise. But this conversation is something that my brother and I, we do quite often, uh, whether we text, call, or through this video chat. But I wanted to share our conversation with all of you. It's funny you took... You took it right out of my mind on this call, thinking we should do like a weekly, a weekly conversation. Oh, definitely. Where we share it, like a, we have our own little, our time together. Oh yeah, well, I I definitely agree with that, and I know I've been in this little funk for at least two months now. I haven't really done anything on any of the social platforms. Uh, I deleted Facebook. The only reason I brought it back was for communication through work. Instagram I still have and I scroll through it every now and then but I don't post like I was and with my podcast I'm not fucking shitting you dude a month ago I was recording every fucking day damn near all day long when I first got uh, quarantined in this area in Kentucky literally every fucking day for hours on end I would be literally maxing out the record time and just having all these epic I guess, if you will, conversations with myself, but I'd immediately hit delete, immediately hit delete. And there are a plethora of reasons as to why, but, you know, I think it was two weeks ago, I finally said, fuck it. The next time we talk, which we've had actually, I believe, two or three conversations on Zoom since then, where I haven't recorded, but when I first started using Zoom, that was all you were about. Hey, bro, just to let you know, I'm recording this. And it never bothered me. But I never saw the inspiration in it. So now I'm like, fuck it. Every time we talk on Zoom, bro, it's getting fucking recorded. You know, this is our conversations, whether they're personal, they're, they're whatever the case may be. I truly believe, 
you know, in the, in this time right now, I don't want to call it, I don't want to tag it with a specific connotation. I don't want to put it in a category, but in this time, if you will, I believe connection and an authenticity that has never been truly touched into, I believe we need to share with the world. And I believe, you know, I don't like yeah, the dude, we're, 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 we're leaving the age of separation and moving to the age of return. Exactly. And what that means is just seeing where people, we're waking up to ourselves and, and it's okay to be weird and it's okay to be yourself and it's yes. okay to be complete, like just complete your complete sovereign self. And, and through like, but the thing is, is through that you see the unity in all of it, which makes it all okay. And it's, it's not competitive. It's compassionate. And yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, I, th I think it was probably, it would have been the start of the quarantine in my area, which would have been January, February, March, March 26th. Yeah. March 26th, I believe is when, uh, we got put on quarantine. Um, I went through a real, I'm not going to call it a dark thing, but I spend, spent and still do spend all of my time in the camper. You know, a lot of it, yes, there is cold and there's, I don't have any property to, I guess, if you will, cultivate or do something on. So I do creative things inside. I think I do dishes. I do this, I do that. But my point to this is I went through this, this phase of thinking, fuck, you know, maybe, maybe I'm losing touch with reality because in the, you know, prior to this quarantine, yeah, I was coming to this, this manifestation of understanding, but the duality, if you will, the right, the wrong, the good, the bad, the evil, the divine, I was coming to an understanding where fuck them, fuck them all, fuck God, fuck the devil, fuck right, fuck wrong, fuck it all. And it was so confusing because I'd never had I mean, it's one thing to understand somebody else's opinion or somebody else's thought process, and that might be a bad example, but my point to this is I can understand the duality of things. You know, the reasons for day, the reasons for night, the reasons for right, the reasons for wrong. I can understand both sides, but I could not connect with them. And I thought that was a bad thing. I'm like, maybe I'm fucked up somehow because, you know, for example, I, you know, I'm just going to throw this word out there because it's a beautiful example rape. Okay. Rape. Nobody talks about it. You know, whether it be a victim or just in general conversation, nobody likes talking about it because I believe we have put so much evil and vile and painful and suffering connotations to that word. Nobody talks about it. And what I'm trying to explain here is I believe in rape, but I also believe in no rape. Okay. I can see both sides of it. Yes. It is a bad thing. You know, no matter your age, no matter your gender, no matter how it happens, it's horrible. It's, it's, it fucks people up straight up. But I also take the stance of, I'm not going to back the negative side of it in the aspect of, oh, poor baby, come here. Let me console you. Let me help you. Because I believe in everybody's own life, you, you're going to go through things. Uh, and it's your responsibility as to how it affects you and how your life is affected past that point. 
And when it comes to the word rape, I believe it's a very good explanation because immediately people will, fuck that, I'll chop off that motherfucker's dick or burn them all to fucking hell, you know. I don't believe that. I believe... What? Who's saying it's the guy doing the raping? Well, okay, good point, good point. In general form, when you think of the word rape, it's always the male is the dictator and the woman is the you know, the, the, the one that's going through the suffering. But yes, it's just rape in general. Whether it be a man that got raped, a child, a woman, it doesn't matter. Rape is generally bad, but yes, because of the generalization, it normally, when you think of that, comes from the man was the accuser, or, I mean, the man was the, the, the predator, and the woman was the victim. But what I'm trying to explain here is, it's a very vile topic, and I love it because it really... It, it shows, it, well, it shows me how people think, but it also, I believe, allows people to understand themselves on how they think about it and why. You know, most people are very narrow-minded and closed-minded. It doesn't matter if you're in the South, the North, the East, the West, another country. People feel that it's a very vile thing. I do agree it's wrong, or not necessarily how do I, see, this is where it gets fucked up in my head. I don't believe in necessarily the right and the wrong of things. I've made decisions in my life. Every decision in my life brought me to this moment right here. Every decision. The decision to jack off. The decision, the, yeah, the decision to lose my virginity. To go to school. To get married. To have kids. To eat. To go to work. To have my cat. To sit here in this moment. Every decision brought me to this moment so can you really now knowing that say that i've made bad decisions or that i've made good decisions they're well, really how do you apply that to like how do you just devil's advocate how do you apply that to the rape victim well you know? in, in the aspect of trying to keep people open to the idea that it's not wrong <laughs> hear me out it's it's what you're trying to say from my understanding, is that it's wrong from our culture's perspective. It's wrong because we've we've determined we've we as a society and a culture have created a limited mindset. Now, don't get me wrong. It, going well, with what you're saying in the broad generalization, yes, it is wrong. I believe, as far as sex is concerned, you need to have two consenting people. Now, who am I to say what that where age? Where does the line of consent begin and end? Exactly. Who am I to say where that age or line of consent is? What I'm trying to point out here is we project these right, these wrong, evil, divine, good, bad scenarios. But in essence, it has absolutely nothing to fucking do with us. Yes, as a broad spectrum, as a collective, we can say it's bad. You don't have sex with three-year-old children. But being that I'm not the one having sex with three-year-old children or just raping people... I take no side whether rape is wrong or right. Simplistically because I believe it's it's a choice that you have to make for yourself. Showing the truth. What if, what if what if I got raped and didn't get to make that choice? What if I didn't make the choice to get raped? See exactly. Now now we're getting into it. My point is the right and the wrong of it. Not necessarily if you did or if you did consent or not. It's the right and the wrong. Who the fuck are we to judge what is right and what is wrong? Going back to every decision I've ever made brought me to this moment. I didn't moment. want to get raped. It's fucked up. Well, I know. Nobody wants to. Well, 
I mean, you can pay for it, but <laughs> I, mean, there is a, I think there is a weird sub. There is there is a subset of population that is into some some like weird fantasies. Fuck that yeah. being one of them. And I, I don't even want to put the word weird because I love the word weird. Oh yeah. No, my point to and this not, is is it shows that how how we judge others. And we don't judge ourselves. I mean, in essence, I don't believe there is an... How do I say this? I'm not going to touch on the topic of necessarily a God or a divine being. But my point is, it shows that you are God. It shows that you have control. And because you have control, you need to now go through your own mind, your own belief system, your own morals, and understand why you believe the things you believe. But when it comes to judgment, you can only judge yourself. It would be easy, and it happens every day, even in this conversation. Who's right to say rape is wrong or rape is good? It's not necessarily about that. What it is, is it's, it's about the, the, do you do it? Do you rape people or have you been raped? Okay, and how does that apply to only your life? Not that Susie Q, your best friend, told you, oh, Bear, being raped is a bad thing. You should feel bad. You should get some help. No. Susie Q doesn't mean shit. This is not her life. This is my life. Okay? So what I'm trying to show you is how to be conscious about decisions only in your life. What is your life about? And going beyond the bounds of right and wrong set by a society or the world, if you will. Like I said, the world says rape is wrong. To which, in that aspect, I will take that side as well. Rape is wrong. But in my life, and only my life, the world has no relevance, no, no, uh, no say as to how my life goes. It's only me that says that. So if I go out and rape somebody, obviously, I found that somewhere in my head, whether it's fucked up or not, that it was okay. That it was right. <clears throat> Now, being that I don't, no, I, you know, that's just a decision I don't do. But my point to this is, is showing beyond the level of duality and how you truly are the ultimate decision in your life. Rape may have been a bad example, like I said, but I mean, it's just, it's just to, to, it's just a placeholder. I see what you're saying. It, yeah. Yeah. The placeholder, it can be anything you can. It's anything. It ultimately, yeah, that's the unique thing. The story of the mind is the ultimate judge, right? And it's funny because we project that out, thinking external. It's this thing at the end of our life, or it's this thing, whatever. But it's all, it's, everything's inside here. It's internal and it's ever present. And I've been playing with feeling more, feeling deeper. So, um, what does that look like? So just being in touch with the feelings of my body, like I can feel the energy, like I can feel my hand, I can feel the energy at the end of my hand. So then I'm like aware of it and then I'm like expanding it or maybe I'm craving coffee. So I'll sit in that feeling and just work like Feel that. Where in my body am I feeling that? Okay, it's like it's in my stomach or it's like behind my shoulder. So I'm sitting in that space and I'm like expanding it out. And it often expands beyond my body. Like, guys, like that's the thing. Like, you're not limited to the body, you sense through it. 
But the thing is, is yeah, I've just been feeling more, but that's been a practice for me. Just like really trying to expand the feel and, um, and also if I'm being honest, just really updating my relationship with food and, and nutrition and just my, that whole realm of, uh, you know, it's, it's rather than looking at it, well, to be honest, I'm just starting to look at it. Dude, because I, in the past, it's, it's been so, boom, I'm just like fast. It's like in and out. What, like, convenience, like just stuff, stuff. And there's no, you know, I, there's no, there's no appreciation. There's no like energy transmission. You know, I, I, I am on. So, so I remember, you know, I remember like our childhood and just, we used to have prayers for a long time. And although, yeah, granted they were like, scripted prayers for a long time like the god is good god is great but there was a period there where i think we had some genuine prayers or at least it led me in my own life that stuff was a foundation for me and it led me to doing like my own prayers and uh it all what basically here you know years later looking back on that no longer like christian and through feeling through that same system but recognizing the same principles are there so um you know we used to think i used to i remember like thinking sitting at the table thanking god for the food that i was about to eat and the energy and the nutrition that it was providing my body dude it's been at least 15 years since i've like thanked the trend thanked the food going into my body for energizing me and giving me what i need for that like day in the storage like Ultimately, we are the source. We are, we are like, it's about, it's about reflecting back to your inner self and, and not like giving that energy away anymore. And like external oh, to the external things. Totally. But, I agree with that bodybuilding in the year and a half that I did it. Um, you know, one of the first things I learned was that mind to muscle connection. And at first face value, you think, duh. I'm thinking about growing my biceps. That's why I'm doing the curls, you fucking moron. But it's more than that. It's, you know, like when you watch bodybuilders in the gym, on YouTube, or wherever you're at, you see them, you know, for example, with the curl. They're, I mean, they got laser trained fucking vision on their fucking muscle as it's going up and it's going down. It's true. That mind-to-muscle connection is is relevant in not only bodybuilding, but in everything that we do you know through the bodybuilding i learned that i'm more capable than i thought i was and going with the nutrition i followed different schedule or different routines of different bodybuilders i tried my thing i did this i did that but what it came down to my ultimate growth my like literally i went from 120 pounds to 168 pounds in a year and a half now that may not be a big deal to a lot of you know people that understand bodybuilding and muscle mass but to me in my physical physique that was phenomenal and i lost it within three months three months i lost all the muscle mass now yeah my physical uh makeup because of my surgeries and whatnot you know definitely had a bigger impact but when it comes to food Every time I ate from the beginning when I started bodybuilding to this, like literally right now, I'm thinking 
of my next fucking protein shake and and what I'm going to put in it, how it's going to affect my body, why it's going to affect my body, what is going to be the outcome of that. When I started putting more of that focus on that rather than, oh, I have to eat 10,000 calories and 500 grams of protein and blah, blah, blah. When I just started focusing on, okay, if I eat this piece of asparagus, this is going to affect me this way. And it's going to help me that way. But then, it, then you start thinking, I guess if you will, like God. How can I make this piece of asparagus that, just for this example, probably has no protein. How can I make this piece of asparagus give me protein with just this piece of asparagus? You start becoming the creator of your own molecular makeup. You start creating, if you will, you're creating a psychotic thought process to an extent. What I mean by that is the world will tell you, you can't control your molecular makeup. You can't do it. It's impossible. It'll never happen. They've been saying that for hundreds of years. Wim Hof is one of the biggest fucking leaders in bullshit, motherfucker, you can do that. And I don't necessarily follow Wim Hof to a T, but I do appreciate his teachings. And his teachings are exactly what you were just saying. Thinking about things. Thinking on the deeper scale of things. And when it comes to what you were talking about... Not even, though. I think that's... To be honest, dude, I think we should call that out. Because... I think that is a, uh, that's a trap. The whole like telling people to think more. It's actually not about thinking. It's actually feeling. Well, that's what I was just about ready to say. When it comes to what you were just talking about feeling, I was doing a meditation three weeks ago that brought me to a whole new realm of enlightenment. And it was literally, it was, uh, what do you call it? It was like a lead, a guided meditation. It was something I found on YouTube. And I was feeling down and I'm like, fuck it. I know I need to get out of this down mentality. I, I need to do something. So I started looking up meditation and I found this one. I don't know what it is or how I came about it. But anyway, it was basically, it just said, just sit and relax. You know, get comfortable. Doesn't matter if you lay down, sit down, whatever. Relax. So I, I was sitting fairly similar to what I am now. My hands were on the table, palms down. And they said, focus on what your index finger feels. Just the little pad of your index finger at the tip of your finger. What do you feel? You know, and in my head, it was I felt the smoothness of the table, the coolness of the table. But then they were talking about go beyond that feeling. Go, go beyond that feeling. What do you feel? And dude, my finger started pulsing. I could feel the fucking blood rushing to it. And then it grew. I could feel the heat in my hand. And I'm not kidding you. I started to heat my hand externally through my body. And when I lifted my hand up, or um, excuse me, prior to that, my thought process, you know, went into the, oh my God, did I just really fucking do that? Because I have watched reports of, there's an Asian guy, and I forget what Asian part, but he's a, a massage therapist. But he has been known, and it's scientifically proven, he can take his hands... And literally do this. Just that quick. Rub your palms together. Just that quick. And doing that, it's almost like it started a fire in his hands. And he can he can put his hands up to 400 degrees. That's what makes his massages so epic. Because they actually 
you know, deep tissue massage, but he can control the heat in his hand. So I lifted my left hand. I wanted my left hand to be a neutral. So I put it in the air. It was not cold. It was not hot. It was just room temperature. And I started to focus back on my hand. And then when I started to feel the heat in my palm, I let it go. I didn't want to touch it just yet. I let it go. And then I could feel it in my arm. And then literally I could feel it in my chest. When I looked down on my chest, I had a couple sweat beads right on my sternum. Now I thought, it's got to be hot. It's got to be hot in here. So I lifted my hand off the table, put my left hand over it. Dude, it was like I had a hot pot sitting on the fucking table. I mean, it was literally that, what am I feeling? But what is beyond that feeling? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and what that I mean, did, I like, it helps me, it helps me monitor my pain level. You know, like, for example, the other day when I went up to the, to the post office, I, I forgot what a pedal in the shin on a bike feels like. <laughs> I'd rather get kicked in the fucking dick than have a pedal on the fucking shin. Woo! So silly, it's stupid. Yeah. Well, on the ride home, you know, my leg was starting to throb. I could feel the burn of it. But then I, I referred back to that, that guided meditation. But only rather than listening to the words or thinking of listening to the words of somebody else, I said, fuck that. I want to do this for myself. So by the time I got home, I didn't feel no pain. Uh, like literally, I could like right now, I'm fucking slapping my shin. There's no fucking pain. And I do that in everything, whether I stub a toe I cut a so finger. Huh? So what did you do then? What do you mean? You just you just talked about two op two opposite ends of the spectrum, but you didn't actually say how you arrived at the healing point of it. Oh, the healing point. It was literally focusing my thought process on going beyond the realm of what I was feeling. So because I skinned my shin, obviously I'm feeling pain. Okay, what's beyond that pain? Okay, I've never had that thought before. What goes beyond the feeling of pain? One would almost immediately say, obviously, it's pleasure because, you know, it's the other end of the spectrum. But it wasn't pleasure. It was nothing. And nothing is a beautiful fucking thing because you're not feeling pain and you're not feeling pleasure. You're not being controlled or dictated or pushed or persuaded or manipulated into either one. It's literally just an experience for you to experience and see what you can do beyond that. And going with that, you know, I don't, like you said, I don't believe in telling people, dude, you got to think more. That's all you got to do. That's your answer. That, that's a very face value, childish, retarded way of saying that. But through the process of understanding, okay, you've already understood why you feel that pain. You, you've understood that. I got hit on the shin with a bike pedal. It hurts. But understanding how that pain is affecting you, rather than saying, oh my God, why is this happening to me? Go into the thought process of, what is this trying to teach me? And if you can't do that because you're still you know, trying to understand, is it a God trying to teach you? Is it the universe trying to teach you? Go into this thought process. What can I learn from this? What if a thought process is too much? Well, then if the thought process is too much, just go with what you feel. You don't, generally, most people don't like feeling a bike pedal on their fucking shin. It hurts like hell. So, what do you do to stop that pain? Well, you can put antibacterial on it. You can, you know, take a morphine pill. You can get high as fuck off LSD, marijuana, whatever the fuck you want. But, 
How do you get rid of that pain? Well, you've got to focus on that pain. You've got to allow yourself to feel that pain. When you feel that pain, it literally starts to dissipate. Because think of... Yeah, energy in has to go energy out. We live in an open system. The universe is an open system. Exactly. Like... It's one of the reasons I tell everybody, hell is a very beautiful place. It truly is. But it's not the hell that you read in the Bible. It's not the hell that you hear around the world. It's not that kind of hell. It's your hell. I know you've heard this term. You are your own worst enemy. But nobody finishes that by saying you are also your greatest fucking friend. So when you're in that moment of, it doesn't matter whether it's pleasure or pain. When you're in that moment, understand that you have total control of it. Total fucking control of it. And you can either amplify it or you can get rid of it. You control the level of what you want to learn from it is what I'm trying to show you. And that's why I love the hell within my head. You know, for example, I don't, I think of the past all the time, all the fucking time, but it's not in the negative narrative that it used to be. Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? I'm such a failure. I'm such a fuck up. No, I look at instances and analyze them from a, what could have I have learned if I were to be in that situation now? It's not a bringing up the past, poor, poor pity me. It's a, for example, take my, uh, my, my breakup, you know, one that, well, any breakup, but more specifically my most recent breakup. I went through it and yeah, I acted this way and it got me to here. But I look at it like this. What if I were to go through that right now? What can I do different to actually allow this to add value to my life? Not trying to prevent a breakup or prevent pain or prevent this or prevent that, but what could I actually do better myself from this. So when I start getting in a very depressed mood or angry or whatever, I stop. And I've gotten well, what really did you do with the bike though. Oh. We're getting far out there. What happened with the bike? Well the bike's how, fine. How I mean the bike got one and bear zero totally. But 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 you you said you by the time you got home the pain was gone. Yeah. What did you do like how did you do it? Like well, oh, oh, okay. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Well, in our conversation, it sounds like it sounds like a lot of work. No, okay, not. okay, okay. I, I, I see what you're saying now. So when I pulled up to the post office, you know, there was that curb lip. I misjudged. I need to know how you did it. I just, I know you got hit. Like, how did you? Like, you're, you're in fucking pain, bro. Like, how okay. did you pain your body? Like, okay. I started focusing on the throbbing. Because that was the, the, the biggest issue of it. It was it felt like it was fucking throbbing. The air, which is essentially you can't see. So in essence, it's nothing. There's no physical makeup to it. I started thinking, maybe if there was no airflow on my shin, as in I did not have a hole in my pants, it might not hurt. Well, then my pant brushed my leg. Fuck, that really hurt. Okay. What if my pant leg didn't brush my leg? Okay, how do I say this? Every time I pedaled, I could feel the air and I could feel the, the, the pant rub up against it. It almost felt like it was causing me more pain. But then I thought, how can this cause me more pain if what I'm feeling right now is, if you will, go with the doctor standard at a level 10? So fucking horrible, I want to cry. 
how can I get rid of this? Okay, airflow. We all know air is essential to life. You, you, we kind of have to breathe. But when it comes to an open wound on the, on the body, airflow is essential for the healing of that because that helps the blood coagulate. So that got me into the molecular thought process. How do I put more blood to that area that needs to be healed without actually bleeding out, you know, per se? So I started focusing on what does my body need to do to allow this to stop hurting? Okay, it needs to heal. So that's literally all I thought of. I started focusing on my left shin, which didn't hurt at all. No pain, perfect, it was great. So I started, the more I could focus on my left leg, no pain, perfect health, great job. I started taking that energy and putting it into my left or my right leg. And literally, it was almost like a balancing scale. The pain started to go away. The, you know, my left leg, there was no pain in that at all. But that's how the pain started to go away. The more I started thinking of, this is a pain, but it's just an experience. This is not a fuck up. I didn't make a mistake and fall. Or, you know, I was not looking at that. It was just literally the, the thought, thinking of that pain. I allowed myself to be engulfed by that pain more than just in my leg. I allowed my emotions to get into it. I allowed my mentality to get into it. Obviously, my physical part was already in it. I just allowed everything to be connected in it. You know, because a lot of times pain, it can make you cry, can bring up emotional memories from the past, can bring up mental uh, shit from the past. So I just allowed my mind to go free with it. You know, absolutely free with it. You know, this is mentally fucking pissing me off and I don't fucking like it. This is emotionally draining because this is not what I wanted to fucking deal with right now. And I also allowed the embarrassment to come in. There were three people that watched me fucking take out my, my leg and I just... You know, I got up and fucking walked it off, walked in, no limp, right, right, yep, this didn't fucking hurt me, and you didn't see shit, motherfucker. You know, I allowed the all of it to come into play. And when it was all mixed into this little fucking pot, if you will, I just put it in the oven and let it bake, I guess, if you will. And that's literally how my leg stopped hurting. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That was a great, I can... I can see that. Yeah, uh, thank you. Because um, it's not comp. Yeah, it, it was like just whatever, man. Just becoming aware of it and it, energy and energy out. I'm glad that you ended it with that because that's what that's what happens. I think this is my thoughts on pain and theory. It's just like how people, you know, we have all these like issues with our body. It's because you know from childhood and on. We fall, whatever, we do what you did there, you fell, there were people in your view, so you like, ah, we're tough about it, and just like, act, tried to, tried to like, press it in, and act like it didn't happen, but, I'm glad, you did, you let it out, so you let the energy come in, and you let it out, but a lot of people, you know, hold it, I'm, I'm dealing with stuff that I dealt with from a wrestling, like, where I sprained an ankle from whatever, and I just never healed it, I just, the next day I wrapped it up and I was back to training and it was like from whatever it was continuous. And now it's like you, you deal with it and that morphs into this pain or these other things, but whatever, it can be healed. Uh, well, you know, to go into a, a better description of it, you know, talk about the, the, the coronavirus or cancer even. Uh, medically speaking, we, uh, when it comes to cancer, there are different, well, we're not even going to use cancer. Well, let's go with the, the, the coronavirus. It's the most relevant. It's right now. It's happening. Here we are. 
I truly believe I will not con uh, contract the coronavirus. Now, according to statistics, according to what little bit I've paid attention to, it's a highly susceptible virus. It's, it's not only, uh, there are new reports, and I don't know the exact reports on this, it's just what I heard very little bit, that it can actually be contracted through the air. But it's contracted through, you know, the human contact. So it's on your skin. I 100% believe I will not get it. And that is only due to my thought process alone. I will not allow myself to get the coronavirus. Now, what I back that up with is this. What you think about, you build energy to. So, for example, I will use my, my genetics as an example. On my mom's side... I've got heart failure, brain tumors, cancer of all fucking forms, diabetes, blood pressure. I mean, the, the, the fucking list is forever as to what I'm going to get, you know, by the age of 25, 35, 45, and I'm not going to hit 50. No male in my mother's bloodline has hit the age of 50. And I call bullshit. I will be the first motherfucker to go past 50. Now, you say, why is this? Are your genetics better? Are you eating healthier? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Yes, I'm eating better. I'm eating healthier. But I'm also not allowing that thought to get into my head. Supposedly, you can't change your, gene your genetics. And I call bullshit. I can change my genetics. I do it all the fucking time. You do it all the fucking time. The world does it all the fucking time. People just don't want to accept it. It's the same theory that I healed my leg with. I focused my energy on the, the problem, healing. I'm going to have to let you go here in a second. But the problem the problem is we're holding on to a Newtonian form of physics when the reality is, is we live in a world of quantum physics. And yes. Quantum mechanics. But science and... We're stuck on the... Science is only proving right, right now in this era, within the science, last 30 science. years, science is only proving what we already know we can fucking do. And we do it every day. Science is the modern day religion. That's all it is. Well, and yes. However many years, there's going to be a new thing that they'll call something else, and they'll look back, and then they'll laugh at the people of dogmatic science, like like I laugh at whatever and dogmatic yes. fundamental Christians. And I totally anything. agree with you. Totally agree with you. You know, science has been downplayed for centuries because of religion. Now science is actually becoming relevant and religion is actually taking the back seat now. And I like this whole role reversal. Religion does not, per se, religion does not control the world and the thought but process. They are the same thing. Yes, exactly. But my point to this is science is actually now coming to the point where they're actually like fucking Wim Hof. How do you climb Mount Everest with no air tank and in a fucking pair of shorts? That's not a genetic anomaly, that's not a they miracle. Didn't prove Science didn't prove shit, dude. He disproved science. Okay, maybe I did have the wrong wordplay, but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I do. I do. I'm just saying. We're both speaking the same thing, but I'm trying to... It's it's whatever. Dude, we live in a world of very... Like, people are very dogmatic about science. That's all I'm saying. We live in a very limited, uh, restricted world, and it's only because of our own fucking mindset. We are unlimited motherfuckers. If we want to fly, we can fly. Energy, and energy out. Energy and energy out. Open source, dude. Open source. Exactly. Well, hey, I'm gonna let you go because I've got to, I've got to read a document before my next call and okay. uh, catch up with some, some text. So. Sounds you know, like plan. Good to catch up though. 
Fuck yeah, it was, dude. I truly appreciate it. Hey, did you get Cash App downloaded? What's the sitch? I, I've had Cash App downloaded forever and a day, but every time, like, when I first got it, I went to purchase $200 of Bitcoin and $200 of stocks, and everything said, okay, yeah, it'll be purchased. Here you go. And I think it was like 20 minutes later on both purchases, I got an email saying it was unable to purchase. So I figured it was because my account was not authenticated just yet. I, fuck, I waited two weeks. I spent, no joke, $12,000 trying to purchase Bitcoin and stocks. Thankfully, I did not actually purchase $12,000 because I don't have $12,000 to purchase with. But it wouldn't let me purchase anything. So I finally deleted it like, a week ago, I said, fuck it. I'm not even going to try to waste my energy on it. It'll happen when it happens. And apparently this was not the time. <laughs> I feel you, dude. Right on. That's uh, it's definitely been my approach on on some of the exchanges. I Cash App's just the one that let me buy Bitcoin. The other ones are like... I mean, don't get me wrong. What I did research on it when I did have it, you know, I went through, you know, trying to learn... You know, what does this do? What does that do? How does Bitcoin work? How do stocks work? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it was very informational. It, it did uh, give me a lot of perspective and a lot of uh, hope, if you will. And I don't even like putting the word hope to it, but it gave me a lot of inspiration. There you go. To that when it does happen, yeah, it will definitely be something that I can very, very much utilize as a beautiful tool to help me grow. Not only financially, but through my own mentality and my own emotions. Yeah, no, I, you know, I think, yeah, you got the right approach. It's definitely straining to make something happen is not part of the new game. Board. No. So, um, what will be, know, will be. Yeah, just keep, exactly. But, uh, it's good to see you, man. Fuck yeah, dude. It was awesome. Uh, I love you, brother. I love you too. I'll talk to you later. Adios, amigo. Arrivederci. In Mexicano. That was more Italian. <laughs> you need to work on your Italian. You need to work on your Italian and Mexican differentia there. <laughs> that was a conversation with my brother Daniel Lewis Osterman in Michigan. He is a phenomenal motherfucking inspiration to me and has helped me through a lot in most recent years. Our past is not, you know, I guess if you will, colorful in a negative sense. Uh, we obviously grew up together. We were apart for 10 years, no communication, no nothing. And out of the clear blue sky, we started right back in basically where we left off as little kids. And we've had multiple conversations just like this one we had here. And it's all about interdimensional uh, growth. I mean, you, I don't even like putting the word interdimensional to it. Um, I definitely don't like putting the word faith or anything like that to it. But our conversations of how we go about healing ourselves, how we go about living our lives is so, so fucking beautiful. Um, going back to the the healing aspect of like food, you know, uh, 
he brought up a valid point. You know, don't throw your energy, or I mean, don't give credit to an outside source. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to believe in God or you shouldn't believe in God. No, that's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is rather than thanking a God for providing the food, thank the fucking food for being there. Doesn't matter how it got there, whether God put it there or not. Be present within the moment and understand that what you're eating is giving you energy from its own life. That's all I'm saying in that aspect. But I'm going to let this go. It was a beautiful motherfucking conversation. I truly hope all of you enjoy it. Y'all stay awesome, be awesome, and have an epic, epic motherfucking day. I love all you sexy-ass, beautiful motherfuckers out there.